DJ and PK, it is time now to welcome in Frank Dolce, our Utah insider and analyst for the Zone Sports Network. He joins us on the Sprint special guest line. Lease any handset and get an iPad for $99.99. Visit the local Sprint store near you. Frank, good morning. Good morning, DJ. Good morning, PK. Hello, Frankie. <laughs> hey, pr- pretty good weekend for the youth. Yes, it was. It was as expected. They dominated. I had no doubt that they will. I thought they would cover all along, and they did. Now, I mean, we can we can talk about that game, but it was pretty much, I don't want to go German on you, but it was fait accompli, I think, going into that game. And now looking forward, this is it, man, Saturday. By the time you go to bed Saturday night, and I know you're a late partier, so it'll be well into Sunday morning, <laughs> we will know exactly where the three teams who still have opportunities yeah. to win the both divisions that being Oregon I don't think anybody's <laughs> going to beat Oregon on the either side on the other side but certainly on the south I think we'll know exactly where we stand the first weekend of November no question about it this is a huge weekend for uh, college football for Pac-12 especially and um, I think they're I, they're great matchups. I mean, Utah, Utah at Washington. Obviously, we'll talk. We'll talk about that one. But but this thing with USC and Oregon, uh, as I look across, because Utah obviously needs some help, uh, and they need some help from USC. And no offense, PK, but the way Arizona State is playing right now, I just don't think. I at one point I thought that might be a team that to knock off USC. I guess they still could, but. But the way the two teams are playing right now, I think this is Utah's best chance for USC to take a loss with Oregon uh, this weekend. And I like the way Oregon is playing. But USC just brings so much talent to the field. And they seem to be playing with a lot more confidence than they were earlier in the season. So I think that is a fantastic matchup at the Coliseum. How many doubts do you have about the Utes going to Seattle? Because obviously Washington has been a disappointment versus the preseason expectations that a lot of people had for him. And Washington does have a history of taking a Utah, and Kyle Winningham's 1-6 against Chris Peterson. I know. It's not, it's not great. It's the one matchup, uh, as Utah, even as Utah started rolling along, the way that Washington managed Oregon, I thought a game that Washington – who maybe should have figured out a way to win that one and kind of a controversial call at the end on the non-pass interference penalty. Uh, that's just a, you look at you look at Washington and what they've done. They lost a lot of people on the defensive side, but still really talented. And I, I think uh, although I, I haven't been necessarily sold on Eason at quarterback, he's shown signs of being really really good. And I it's just hard to imagine. A Washington team under Chris Peterson, Peterson taking four losses, <laughs> and if they took the loss against Utah, that would be four losses on the season. So, uh, you know, and and then it's at Seattle, and then the re- like you mentioned, the record against Coach Whittingham. It's a lot of things going against against Utah right now, and we'll have to see about the health of of Tyler Huntley because by the time he left the field on Saturday evening, he looked like he was. He was pretty hobbled. So, uh, 
it's it's a it is the it's the premier matchup in the in the conference this week Utah and Washington. I know that Washington. I know that Utah opened up as a as a three. I think a three point favorite. But man, I just this this game to me is is just even, and it's kind of one of those things. I think if both teams play clean, then Utah, the way Utah's rolling right now, Utah comes out on top. But if it gets ugly, if there are turnovers and mistakes and penalties that go the wrong way for the Utes, then then I think Washington might uh, figure out a way to take that one. Okay, well, they had the one game against SC where they committed the penalties. Otherwise, the penalties have been under control, and the turnovers really haven't yes. been an issue. I mean, they were uh, they got a little Not loose against the Devils, but it didn't matter right. with that defense. It seems like their defense. I think that I think the as I look at the Utes going into Seattle, and the reason why I feel confident is the offense is good enough. And I know, and Huntley, you're right. He's he is hobbling because you you should. If you happen to just watch on that uh, where he scrambled a little bit and hit that dump off pass to yeah. Moss and Moss took it, whatever it took it, 80, 90 yards, whatever it was, just watching Huntley jog from when he left where he threw the ball and then he had to get all the way down the field. You could see him just <laughs> yeah. jogging down the field, and he had. It reminded me of Derek Favors a couple years back when Favors was laboring to get up and down the court, but he was still out there. That's the way Huntley looked. Uh, so. If he can just do that, because he hasn't been running that much anyway this year. The one game he ran uh, the most was SC, and I think that was out of desperation with Moss being out of that game. So I think the offense can be okay. To me, the difference is the defense, which has always been good, has taken it up another five levels this year. And I think it's going to be the defensive performance against Washington's offense is the reason why I feel confident. Well, if the defense plays the way it's played the last two weeks and and throws another you know stifling blanket kind of defensive coverage and pressure and being disruptive at the line of scrimmage and the quarterback on skates, I mean, if they can do all of those things, then I feel confident as well. And I I would you know I think that Eason's been prone to making bad throws a little bit here and there and making some mistakes and and this is certainly a Utah defense that has shown the ability to to create difficulties for the opposing offense. So I like that I like that matchup. Uh, I, I think that it's more more of a stalemate you know on the other side. Utah offensively against Washington defensively. I just watched Washington play Oregon. I watched the replay last night and and that's a Washington defense even though they're young. And even though a lot of people say there aren't a lot of stars on that defense, that's a solid defense top to bottom. And now you're picking them up when they have, you know, more than half a year of experience. So the young thing doesn't really come into play anymore. The inexperienced thing isn't such a factor anymore. And they're led by a terrific safety. So I think that's a, that, that's a good matchup, more of a stalemate. It, it comes down to can Utah's defense stifle and shut down the productivity of Washington's offense and create a couple turnovers, uh, allowing Utah's offense to maybe have a short field and and, uh, put some points on the board. So you mentioned the Utes in the last couple games. You know, if you go back four games, they've only given up 23 points in four games. I mean, that is outrageous. And there's only two touchdowns in there, and one of them was Oregon State's backups against Utah's backups with like a minute left and a blowout, and that doesn't really tell us anything. So why would I think – what does Washington have – 
that they would so to PK's point, what does Washington have that they will score on the Utes? Well, I so no offense against any anybody else Utah's played, but but you're looking at last last three games, Oregon State, Arizona State, um, and and then the Cal. matchup against Cal. Cal's def, Cal's offense was was Overmatch. not great coming into this game, and then they went to their true freshman quarterback, and that even made it worse. Um, Arizona State's offense, although I'm a big fan of Eno Benjamin, I like Daniels, but he's a guy that just hasn't really you know, – terrific six-game stretch to open it up, and Utah finally was able to get to the – and he looked like a freshman quarterback. I mean, that's how freshman quarterbacks play the way that Utah rattled him and was able to get to him. And, and Oregon State's nothing special on the offensive side. This is nothing. I'm not taking anything away from what Utah has done defensively, but they're facing a different animal on, on Saturday afternoon. Not, you're not facing a, a, a left tackle who's a freshman. You know, Bradley and I is going up against a senior and a big senior and a guy that's probably going to get a chance to play on Sunday afternoons. And Washington, their center is a senior and a very experienced offensive lineman. Kind of sets the tone for that offensive line. So right at the front, where games are won and lost in the trenches, Utah has a completely different battle. And then you talk about talent in the backfield. Well, by far, Eason is the best quarterback Utah has faced probably this year. And and then you you add to that, Three, maybe four wide receivers who are, I don't know if they reach the level of USC talent, but they're very talented in the wide receiver group. So, so all of a sudden, rather than facing a guy that you may be able to rattle in the offensive backfield or, or maybe a one-trick pony on the offensive side or an offensive line that may be light in some key areas, this is a group that is much more solid top to bottom, and especially at the foundation right up front, right at the line of scrimmage. Oh, no, Frank, you got me all nervous now. Utah's dream season? <laughs> and it's going to come crashing down in Seattle? <laughs> no, Holy no. freak! No, don't get, no, 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 no. I'm just giving the little flavor, you know, the, the dose of reality, the little flavor for the game. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. I don't have any problem with that. Matchup. <laughs> yeah, and actually, it, it should be this way because you're right. Oregon State isn't any good, and then these last couple of teams have been freshman quarterbacks, first year freshman quarterbacks, no less. I mean, come on, you should with all these seniors that you have, and you got both of those games at home. You should kick the crap out of both of those teams, and they did. And I think it's bad for the conference if Utah goes up there and actually wins 35 to nothing because the Pac-12 always has to prove itself. It's never given the benefit. It's never given a pass. It's always, yeah, but. So actually, I think that if the Utes win a close game and a nail-biter, that type of thing, well, I should be better than if they go to Seattle and smoke them because they're going to look at, ah, well, the Pac-12 is so crap. And Clemson can beat the crap at everybody in the ACC. Well, they're awesome, but it doesn't matter that way. So... 
I agree with you there, and there's no problem with it. You can't have every game just being rolling because if you do that, then people are going to look down on the conference, so they need some tougher competition. They're going to get it, and they'll get it that day in the afternoon, and then following that is Oregon and SC, so it really sets up nicely. If SC wins, they very well could win. Utah could go 11-1 and and not win not take the South, but if that happens, so be it. Uh, I'm looking at SC, and I agree with you with that talent and the Slovis kid. I had somebody when they came to BYU tell me inside the SC program that Slovis is really good and the offense would be good, but the defense is susceptible. So I'm looking for an order for SC to win. They're probably going to have to win high-scoring games. So what do you think happens there? I think you're right. I think I, I think that USC is going to have to. I mean, it's, it sounds obvious, but outscore the opponent, and and that means put a lot of lot of points on the board because I just don't think their defense can can really shut people down. It's not like you know if, if you take the if you take a Utah defense and 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 wrap it into that game with a USC offense, then maybe USC only has to score 24 points in that game to, to come out on top. But I'm not sure that's the case, especially against an explosive Oregon offense with a very good and, and experienced quarterback. So I could see that game kind of coming down to a 42-37-ish kind of a, an affair, and that could go either way. Um, certainly – with the with what USC showed a week ago against Colorado when Pittman has a hundred yards receiving in the fourth quarter and the Trojans make a somewhat miraculous comeback late in that football game. That's a that's an explosive offense with lots of weapon weapons and the and the ability to score. But now can they stop somebody? And I and I'm not sure that's the case, especially against an Oregon team. So for for the sake of the Utes, I, I'm and for the sake of the conference, maybe I'm saying that uh, that Oregon at the Coliseum, a difficult place to play, against a USC team that's kind of rolling right now. I think they figure out a way to to come out on top, maybe by three points. All right. So before we let you go, then you've got Oregon winning, you've got Utah winning. The, when we talk to you in another week, the Utes are going to be all alone in first place. That's what you're saying. Am I right? Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's what I'm saying. I would hate to see the scenario that that PK because it's true. P, what PK says: an 11 and one Utah team, if USC continues to win, could figure out how to not win the South. That just doesn't seem to make sense. But you know, Pac-12's crazy. It could happen. Yeah, no eight but and I'm one with, team has not won the, the division. Side. No eight and one team has not won won the division. Well, there you go. It would just—it would be stunning to me if that were to happen. So I think the odds favored the Utes. Absolutely, I agree. I agree. But it's a great—you know—these are the kind of football weekends, college football weekends that that I really look forward to. Two really meaningful games in in the Pac-12 and really competitive contests, and it should be a lot of fun. All right, Frank. We appreciate it. Thanks for joining us. Of course, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Good to talk to you guys.